Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. Are you ready to start showing up authentically in your life, feeling so confident in who you are? Are you ready to stop second guessing yourself, comparing yourself, and wasting your precious time procrastinating and scrolling on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I am on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools and simple steps to help you start being kinder to yourself, feeling more confident, creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and setting healthy boundaries i.e. not saying yes to all the things. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and comparison. Your most authentic, confident self is waiting. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from this show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It is your time, my friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. to this episode. So glad that you're here. Before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that I have two openings for individual coaching right now. So if you're in a space where you are wanting to just feel so much more connected to yourself, you're ready to freaking create new thought patterns, new ways of showing up, breaking free from that comparison, the self-doubt, You want to start showing up in your life, feeling more grounded in who you are, feeling secure in who you are, what you're here to share, what you're here to do, who you're here to be. You want to feel so secure in those things and start showing up and taking the action in your life. You're ready to start taking chances on you, moving towards those goals, those dreams. If that is you, my friend, send me a DM either on Facebook or Instagram And I will give you some more info. We can see if it feels like a good fit. There's no pressure. Um, But just reach out if you have questions. And then also stay tuned in November, the second week of December, I will be hosting a free masterclass all around people pleasing and setting healthy boundaries around the holidays. I feel like it's such a good time for that. So stay tuned for that. And again, DM me on Instagram or Facebook if you are in a space where you're ready You're ready to set yourself free. You're ready to let go of those fears, the doubts, the insecurities, and you're so ready to start feeling more secure in yourself and what you're here for and what you want to create in your life. If you're ready, my friend, send me a DM. I'd love to chat more with you. Hey, sweet friend, what is up? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about four ways to grow, to heal, to recover from these people-pleasing habits. So what I want to start with is number one, self-connection. Self-connection, self-awareness, and why I feel this is so important. So if we really take a second, pause, zoom out of what is kind of going on a little bit when we think about people-pleasing, right? What's going on here? So often we can look at these two big areas of people-pleasing. One is the beliefs 
about ourselves, beliefs about how we should show up for other people, how we need to show up to be loved, to be supported, to be connected. Okay, so beliefs around that. And then we also have behavioral patterns. So we have these beliefs around, like I said, how we need to show up, where our worth comes from, how we should be in relationship to other people. All of these beliefs that have been created and reinforced throughout our lives, throughout different things that have happened to us, different experiences we've had. So we have all of that. And then we have the different behavioral patterns of now how we respond, how we show up in certain situations, right? That can be rooted in those beliefs, that can be rooted in these experiences that we have had. And so if we look at and just acknowledge that we have the beliefs, the thoughts, that side of what's going on here, and then we have the actual behaviors, the actual choices, the actions that happen, right? So that would be, for example, like the impulse to say yes, right? That deep discomfort that comes when you want to say no to someone, or right when we think about something that I've experienced is I feel like I used to really just kind of chameleon in different environments where I would really just become kind of a chameleon to whatever was going on, to whoever I was spending time with versus feeling like I was showing up very authentically across the board with different people. And so when we think about how that comes up, what that looks like, what I want to share with you are these four areas that we can really look at, four different approaches or ways that we can really start healing not only these beliefs, but also the behaviors. And so often, I think I think something that can happen is sometimes we focus too much on, well, I just want to change the behavior, which yes, is helpful, but we really do need to look at those beliefs. We really need to look at that, that inner work, right? Of what am I believing about myself in this moment? Why do I believe I have to say yes to all the things? Why do I believe I can't be honest about how I'm feeling here, right? What's, what's the belief that I have here about how I have to show up, how I have to interact with people that's keeping me from showing up really authentically here? And often what will happen is when we do that inner work on those beliefs, on those thought patterns that we've gotten really, really entangled with, that take over, that get in the driver's seat so often and lead us to making choices that don't feel super helpful, healthy, authentic for us. When we do that work, naturally it will shift our behaviors, right? It will shift the choices that we're making. It will shift how we're showing up. So number one, what we're looking at here is self-awareness and self connection. And what that looks like, what I mean by this is I want you to really imagine, really reflect on how well do you know yourself? How well do you know what you want out of life, where you are going? How well are you in tune? How well are you in tune with how, (laughs) how in tune with your values are you? 
How well do you know what it is that you're moving towards, what it is that you want? And not in this way of we need to have everything planned out because I definitely don't believe in that, right? I make all of my plans in pencil. <laughs> they are all tentative to what God has planned. They're all, right, tentative to all of these other things. But how in tune are you with the things that actually feel really important to you? What your priorities are, how you want to show up in life, the type of person that you want to be, how in tune with you How in tune with those things are you? And why this is related to people-pleasing, why I feel that this is one incredible way that you can really start healing this people-pleasing tendency is because so often the people-pleasing becomes kind of a default when we aren't connected to ourselves. If I don't know what I want, if I don't know how I want to respond to a certain situation, if I don't know how I'm feeling in any given situation, I can't meet my need there. I can't really respond in a way that's going to feel really genuine for me. And I definitely can't meet whatever my need is there if I don't know what it is. And so this is something that I, is one of my absolute favorite things to work on with clients and is something that we actually do in our first couple of sessions together because it is so important figuring out what your values are, how you want to show up in life, what you're craving more of right? Where are you spending your time and your energy that isn't true and genuine for you? That's draining you. That doesn't feel aligned. Like creating really, this is the North star. I was just on our first bloom call and I was like, this is our North star. This is our compass. Identifying what your values are, what actually matters to you. Because the idea is that the more in tune we are with what we actually want, with what our values are, how we want to show up in the world, the kind of person we want to be, the kind of life we want to lead. If we're in tune with those things, we can make more intentional choices to create that, to show up that way, right? So for me, something I'm finding in my life is that I'm really craving like a slower pace. I could see myself moving like just to the outskirts of town, wanting just a much slower, more intentional experience day to day. And that's not, that's not for everyone. Right. So, so if I don't know that about myself and I'm just doing what I see my friends doing, what I see people on social media doing, what I see just kind of our culture doing. And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess that's what I should do. I guess that's what I should be moving towards. Right. Like being super productive all the time, being super efficient all the time, doing all the things like, right. I genuinely believe that we really autopilot and we really default to whatever is the norm around us and that we see if we are not intentionally tuning into ourselves, right? So if I wasn't taking the time to say, okay, what am I actually wanting more of? What am I craving? Like what's actually important to me? Oh, being intentional, having a slower pace, feeling really present in my day to day. All of those things are so important to me, but I wouldn't know that if I, if I wasn't like pausing often and asking myself, what's, what's working here? What's not working here? What are my values? Like, what do I genuinely want for my life? Right? So then I can start taking the steps to show up that way and to create that for myself. So number one, Self-connection and self-awareness is so, so huge. So huge. Okay, number two. Number two way that we can start healing this people-pleasing 
behavior, pattern, habits is by really digging in and exploring what do I truly believe around my worth and my value? Where do I really believe that my worth and my value come from? Because I think something with people-pleasing that can come up is that we believe that our worth comes from being super helpful. We believe that our worth comes from being super accommodating. We believe that our worth comes from being really nice and really kind. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those, but that is not where your worth comes from. Your worth does not come from any of those things. So if we were to really ask, where does my worth come from? Where does my value come from? And this is a really big question, right? Like, where, and this is different for everyone, especially if you are on a faith walk or, you know, like this can look very different for different people. What do you believe creates your value? Where do you believe your worth and your value come from? Right? I truly believe that everyone is inherently worthy and valuable because you are here. You are here, you are alive. And that naturally means that you are worthy and valuable. And I also believe that I was literally, and you as well, like we were intentionally created by the creator of the entire universe. And my worth and my value come from being created so intentionally and being loved and cared for by literally the God that created the entire universe all of the mountains, every single star, every single gorgeous like masterpiece out in nature, right? Every gorgeous stream, every gorgeous mountain, like that is the God who created you and who created me. And that, how, how would we not be worthy? How would we not be valuable just in that alone? How intentionally we were created. So again, touching on the fact that I think many of us can struggle with this idea of our worthiness gets really caught up in being the yes person, being super accommodating, being super helpful, instead of my worth is just natural. I, I, I am worthy because I'm here. I'm worthy because I'm alive. You matter because you are here. You are worthy because you are here and your heart is beating and you are alive. That naturally makes you valuable and worthy. There's so much there. There's so much there that I could go into, but I think the really big piece that I wanted to make sure we touch on is this idea that you are worthy without having to say yes to everything. You are worthy and valuable even if you say no sometimes. You are worthy and valuable even if you are not accommodating all the time and you're not go with the flow all the time. You are worthy and you are valuable when you share your feelings and it upsets someone or hurts someone's feelings. Like you are worthy regardless of all of those things. You are worthy and valuable. And again, the piece of self-awareness is so huge here because it's like, well, how do I know, how do I know if I'm experiencing this, right? How do I know if maybe my worth is kind of tied up in these people-pleasing behaviors? 
Well, how, how that could look, and this is something that I've walked with clients through is in those moments, <laughs> getting so curious when you have a moment where you are wanting to people please, when you have a moment when you are wanting to not say something, not set a boundary because you're worried about how someone else might respond. What is your mind telling you here? What is your mind telling you here? Why do you feel you cannot say no? Why do you feel you cannot set the boundary? Why do you feel like you need to do A, B, or C? And the response that comes up, what your mind will tell you or what you notice here will let you know if this is something that you feel. And this is something that I've definitely felt definitely felt before like if I'm not the nice accommodating helpful all the time smiling all the time if that's not who I am like like what right (laughs) who am I even who am I will people want to be around me will people want to spend time with me will people want to be in relationship with me who am I like what value do I have to give to the world if I'm not super accommodating and kind and pleasing and all of the things and this just like little soft cotton candy bubble all the time. If I'm not that, then what value do I bring to anyone or to the world? Right? And the really beautiful thing is that the answer to that question is that you you are you. You do not have to be any, and I mentioned this in last week's podcast, or two weeks ago now, two weeks ago, You do not have to be any certain thing to be loved, to be valuable, to be worthy. You do not have to put on a certain face all the time to be loved, valuable, and worthy. Okay, number three, number three, trust. One way to start really moving out of this people-pleasing pattern is trust. So trust in a couple of different things. For me, I'm for sure going to say trust in God, right? Trust in God that I can set my boundaries. I can express myself. I can be myself, my authentic self, and trusting that every good thing that God has for me is going to make its way to me. Trusting that if I'm really authentic and true to myself and share my feelings in a certain situation, express my needs in a certain situation, trusting in God right? Just literal trust. Trust that that is okay. Trust that I'm allowed to do that. Trust that that's okay. Trusting that that's not going to like totally alter my life and that I'm going to mess something up and then I'm going to be in this doom spiral of my life. (laughs) Like, right? Our minds are so fun. These are real. (laughs) Like, what? Okay. Trust in yourself. If you grow your trust in yourself, trusting in knowing how you're feeling, trusting in what you're needing, trusting in your gut is telling you something, your gut is telling you to respond a certain way, to set a certain boundary, to like your gut's just telling you to do something, trusting, trusting yourself, trusting that inner wisdom that you have and trusting that that is going to lead you in the right direction, that you can lead you in the right direction. Trusting in yourself. 
that you don't need to people please to, you know, be able to create the life that you want. You don't need to people please to A, B, and C, like trusting in yourself. Because if I can show up in a certain situation and genuinely trust myself, trust my capabilities, trust what the value that I have to bring to any given situation, trusting in just trusting in myself, right? And how I can show up in any given situation. If I trust in myself, I feel much less of a need to manage how people are going to see me, manage how people are going to, you know, perceive me, to make sure that I'm people pleasing and making sure that everyone else feels super a-okay. I'm going to depend less on that because I deeply trust in myself and in knowing that I'm going to know how to respond in the moment. I'm going to know what I need in this moment. I can trust myself here. Versus when we're people pleasing, it can really feel like we're, we're putting our trust in, I'm going to manage how people feel and how people see me. And, th- and that's creating the trust. That's where the safety is coming from. Well, I'm putting all of my eggs in this basket. The best way that I know how to meet my needs here and show up here and to feel trusting of what's going to happen, trusting in creating a certain outcome is I'm going to manage other people's feelings and make sure that they see me a certain way, receive me a certain way and show up a certain way. That's where I'm putting, that's how I, that's how I can feel trusting in what's going to happen instead of trusting in yourself, instead of trusting that you're capable, you're so capable of handling whatever comes up and expressing, right? Like, and then also it's, it's interesting. I just listened to this podcast that was talking about when we idolize things, when we put something above God as, you know, the end all be all of like, this is what I'm needing. This is what will make me happy. This is right. And it's almost like that's, uh, that's a little bit of what it feels like we do with people pleasing sometimes is it's like, well, I don't trust myself enough to handle whatever might happen. God, I don't know if I trust you either. (laughs) Let's be honest, right? We can be honest here. God, I don't know if I trust that you've got this. So I'm going to manage this situation. I am going to show up a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, and manage how other people see me and interact and feel. Because that feels like I have control over that and I can control that to get a positive outcome. Right? Which feels, as I'm feeling into that, it feels really constricting. It feels very forceful. Right? Versus, okay, God, I know you've got me. I know I've got me. I've got my back. You've got my back. We're good. I don't need to show up a certain way. I can just be me here. I can just be present, connect, engage, be me. And I trust that you've got me and that I've got me. And I want to share with you too, to be totally fair, I feel that it is always so necessary for us to acknowledge that it's okay 
if this is where you're at. It's okay if this is something that you're struggling with. I find myself here sometimes still. Absolutely. I want to manage the outcome. (laughs) I want to be driving the car, right? Like I want to be managing how people see me or feel or, right? So that I can get the outcome that I want. It is not bad. It is not bad. It is okay. There is a purpose, right? Like it's serving a function, At some point, you learned that this was necessary, and the same goes for me. At some point, I learned learned that that was necessary for me. But the really beautiful thing is now we get to choose. Is Is this habit, this way of showing up, serving me? Is it feeling healthy? Is it feeling helpful? Is it allowing me to create a life that I genuinely want to live? Is it creating a life that that feels exciting for me? And maybe that approach isn't feeling helpful anymore. The approach where you are white knuckling, trying to control how you show up, how you act, how other people act, so that we get a certain outcome. Maybe you're feeling like that's that's not it. <laughs> that's not it for me anymore. Right? Maybe you're wanting to move more into okay. God, you've got this situation. You've got me. And I know I've got me. I've got my back as well. We've got this. I don't need to manage how other people see me, how other people feel. I don't need to add that to my plate. Because me showing up authentically, genuine, kind, loving is really important. And that's enough. That's enough. And I can trust that the rest will fall into place. I can trust that the rest will work out. I don't need to manage it. Whew, okay. (sighs) That was a lot right there. That was a lot. That's a really big piece. That's something I've really noticed about myself in this journey is, hate to say it, but I'm kind of controlling sometimes. And I think that this can come from a part of us if we grew up where we needed to be kind of controlling. We needed to control how we acted. We needed to control and manage how other people felt. And we need, right? We needed to do that. It was necessary. And then we grow up wanting to hold on to everything, white knuckling it, trying to manage the outcome, trying to force certain things to happen a certain way. And it's so exhausting. And it doesn't work. (laughs) I've been there. I've tried it. It's exhausting and it doesn't work. And then life keeps happening and you're like, what the literal F? I'm trying so hard to have this go my way, to have this go a certain way and it's not working because that's not how life works and that's for sure not how God works. (laughs) I, I caught myself this morning And this is like the forever, I feel like I'm going to live this just for my whole life where it's just constantly, I surrender something to God and then I try to take it back. And I'm like, no, it's cool. Actually, I've got this. I'm going to take it back. And then a couple months later, I'm like, oh God, okay. I surrender this to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting you. And then I slowly, I'm like, wait, 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 I take it back. (laughs) I want to worry about it. I want to try to fix it. I want to try to change it. And it's, so it's like this constant journey of just surrendering again, <laughs> surrendering again, surrendering again. And that's okay. That's the process. That's the process. I have found on my journey that the same things keep coming up 
Um, but in different ways and at different levels in different ways and in different levels. And I find that fascinating. And I remember asking my therapist one time, I was like, what the literal, like, why am I still dealing with this? Like, this is something I've been dealing with. You know, it's just a different level and a different, uh, what's the word? Just a different, yeah, it's just a different form of people pleasing, a different form of self-abandoning and, a different level, like a much diff, a much deeper level, a much deeper or higher level, like, right? Because I've done so much work along this journey, but I still find in seasons of life that this comes up and that I need the support to work through it. And so I asked her, I was like, is this, like, what's the deal? Why am I having to deal with this again? And she said something very similar, just that, <laughs> that it will probably continue to come up, but it just comes up in different ways. And it's like, we get to heal this level of it and then maybe it comes up in a different way in a different area of life and a different right and then we get to heal that and move through that and grow that and so not sure who needed that but growth is not linear <laughs> growth is not linear it's okay it's okay if you've been dealing with the same thing for a long time in different ways keep showing up keep doing the work you're doing great Okay. So that was, let's see. So number one was connecting to yourself, connecting to your values. Number two was really solidifying and strengthening where your worth and your value come from. Number three is growing your trust, trusting God, trust in yourself. The last piece of this one was having a deeper trust in your relationships. So trusting in because what can happen is in a moment, if I am neglecting how I'm feeling because I'm like, well, I don't want to upset them. This may create a riff in the relationship. In that moment, we are kind of what we're saying is that I don't trust this relationship enough to be able to handle how I'm feeling and what I'm needing here. So if we really are leaning into this trust, trusting God, trust in yourself, and trust in your relationship, right? Saying, I trust enough in this partnership. I trust enough in this, this other person, in this relationship, that I can be honest about what I'm feeling, about what I'm needing, that I can just be honestly myself. That's huge, right? Because it's not all on us. It's not all on us. There's a relationship here that has built trust over time, that has built safety and connection over time. And saying, I trust in this relationship enough to believe that this person and the relationship want me to show up really authentically and just really me. And that that also will benefit the relationship, right? Benefit the relationship if it's, if it's like a healthy, helpful relationship, right? Right? I'm not saying that that's going to happen in every relationship because it definitely will not. Sometimes we will express a feeling or a need in a relationship and it will not be met and it will not be heard and that's something to take note of. And if you need some support around that, right, find, find a therapist or a qualified coach, someone to support you in that. Because yeah, that's absolutely not every relationship. However, it's interesting to notice when I start being more myself, how am I received here? 
And is it, and if it's not well, is this a relationship that I really want to spend a lot of my time in and really invest into? If, as I start being more real, as I start being more me, me, as I start being more me, like is, right? Is that something that I want to invest in? Number four, number four way to really be healing this people-pleasing pattern. More boundaries. Boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I'm not necessarily just saying no to things, right? Things like that. When we think of a boundary, a boundary really is something that clearly defines what is yours and what is mine. So if I am saying, okay, if we can get more clear on our boundaries, that's really going to help us with this people-pleasing behavior, this people-pleasing pattern. That means really getting even more clear on what's actually yours to hold on to, what's actually yours to worry about, what's actually yours to manage, what's actually yours to work on, right? And I find that a lot of us with very good intentions, very good intentions, We want to take on other people's stuff. We want to manage other people's feelings. We want to fix stuff for other people. That's not yours. That's not yours. And in the book Boundaries by, let's see, Dr. I believe it's Townsend and Cloud. Doctors Townsend and Cloud. They talk about we are responsible to others. We have a responsibility to others. We do not have a responsibility for others. So I am, let's, let's think about someone that I'm in relationship with. Of course, I have responsibility to them, to support them, to love them, to care for them, to show up for them. I'm not responsible for them. I'm not responsible for their choices, for how they show up for themselves, how they take care of themselves. I'm not responsible for them, for their choices, for how they manage or don't their emotions. I'm not responsible for that. But I do have responsibility to them and to the relationship. And those are two very different things. And so if we are able to start getting more clear on what is mine and what is yours, what is mine to hold on to, what is mine to manage and regulate, What is mine to fix and to hold and what is not? If we can start getting more clear on that, that's been huge. That's been so, so huge for me. Asking myself that question, is this mine to hold on to? Is this mine to fix? Is this really on me right now? And I will say... That when we first start asking ourselves those questions, (laughs) sometimes our mind will be like, yes, to all of that. Yes, it is. It is. And so having the support of an outsider, again, a therapist or a coach, like having the support of someone else, (laughs) because sometimes, sometimes if we have been holding on to other people's stuff, managing it, fixing it, being responsible for their stuff for a really long time, our mind is going to have a really hard time actually believing that, that it's not ours to hold on to. And so sometimes we need an outsider, a third party, to be like, no, that's not yours to hold on to. You're not responsible for that. You're not responsible for making sure that they feel 
super great all the time. You're not responsible for that. Sometimes we need a third party to support us in that. So I would love to know what is standing out to you. What is standing out to you, my friend? If this is something that you are so intrigued upon, you're so into it and you're wanting some support, I do have two one-on-one coaching spots open right now. So that looks like you and me having individual coaching calls. We have one every week for our first month together, and then it goes to bi-weekly for the second and third months that we work together. And then we also get to voice text throughout the week. And really what this looks like is you and me deep diving into so much of this, deep diving into how do you actually want to show up? What do you actually want to create in your life? What are the things that you actually want to go after? What's keeping you from that? What's keeping you from taking the chances on yourself? What's keeping you from speaking up? What's keeping you from doing those things to start to create new ways of showing up that are more in line with who you actually want to be, right? Because that version of you, your true authentic self, she's already within you. But she's just been told so many times, don't do that, don't say that, this is how we do things. And so our coaching work together will be to really look at how is she wanting to show up? How are you deeply craving, like on that soul level, How are you wanting to show up in your life? What do you want to create with your life, in your life? Habits, routines, thoughts, like what are the things that you actually want to do? And then starting to create the plan, practicing the tools, building the skills to do those things in a really beautiful way that uses my clinical experience, that uses a lot of the amazing tools that I've learned Lots of amazing psychology-backed support, and then also spirituality, if that feels supportive for you. So send me a DM, either on Facebook or Instagram. I have two spots open right now, and you can get some more information. And stay tuned as well, because in November, we are going to be having a masterclass all around people-pleasing and setting boundaries for the holidays. So stay tuned for that. I'm super stoked. That'll be the second week of November. So stay tuned. DM me if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, if you want more info, and I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. And before you go, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and be sure to enter your email so you can be the first to hear about new episodes, to get Monday morning journal prompts, and to get special gifts from me. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.